all we're doing is breeding a whole new generation of buyers and sellers, buyers and sellers, pimps and whores, pimps and whores. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn. Today we're talking about a movie that I feel like is kind of a, has reached cult status or just has been underappreciated since it was released 15 years ago. Yeah, that's uh, a good way to put it. Underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, I think so. A movie that caters to a very specific group of people, just like millennials who were born in the early 90s to mid 90s, but uh, released in 2006, accepted. Adam. Oh, baby. Man, accepted. This is, I think, underappreciated is such a good term for it because, I, you know, I think every podcast, whenever we talk about a comedy, we always talk about the the comedies of the, you know, early to mid 2000s or whatever. And it's interesting because you've got like Will Ferrell, you've got kind of like the Judd Apatow type movies, and you've got all of that sort of brewing in this era. Mm-hmm. And then snuck in there, like wedged in is this like funny really stupid movie with justin long and jonah hill and a bunch of other amazing cast members that just completely under the radar that i think nobody talks about it when they're talking about their top five comedies um in fact if they do say it's one of their top comedies it's one of those like huh okay yeah good movie it's fun like it's funny but like you know you're not blown away by it but it's really funny and i yeah yeah it's, it's really incredible. funny. It's it's really dumb. It, it's 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 a really dumb movie, but it just you like you can't help but laugh every time you watch it. And it, I I think it it ages fairly well too. Like it just it just kind of holds up. Um, the story is really unique, and I, we've never really seen anything like this story wise. Um, so it's just a really creative creative movie with a really with just a talented funny cast. It is, and it's a simple concept, right? It's just a, it's a handful of people that don't go get into college, <laughs> and they end up starting up their own college, South Harmon Institute of Technology, shitheads, the shitheads, the shit sandwiches, the shit sandwiches, and um, it's completely unrealistic in every sense of the word. There's, um, you know, a little bit of like a, a there's a there's a feel good element to it too, but um, you know. No, not crazy plot line here. No, but it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, predictable storyline, just lots of fun. So, uh, directed by Steve Pink, uh, who actually has not—he doesn't have a ton of work, but the work he, you know, has had actually like pretty solid movies. Like he had Poise, uh, Gross Point Blank, Hot Tub Time Machine, High Fidelity, like lots of work with John Cusack, who I really like. Um, but this is a really good movie, and. On a released on a budget of twenty three million in two thousand six, and only garnered about thirty nine million. So not not a not a huge <laughs> box office hit. Um, I, I, I feel like wa- most of that twenty three million budget too was for that one scene where they're like uh, going nuts and they've got like that like pool party or whatever. They're yeah, like skateboarding. It's, it's <laughs> gotta be. I was gonna say like twenty three million is not a is not a tiny budget. So I'm trying to think, like, what did they spend when making this movie? Like, it must have been all the props for that and getting the half pipe and, I don't know, yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Um, so definitely not a box office sensation. Uh, and, and I didn't read any reviews in detail, but I don't think I saw a single review site that, like, gave this movie good acclaim. Um, no. 
which I don't get. It's, a, it's just a good movie. It's just a good movie. So if, if, if you're sitting around on a weekend and you got nothing to do and you're like, and this movie's on, like you should watch it every single time. Yeah. Like if it's just on like E or something it's, or like oh, MTV. Oh yeah. What, what, what network would this be on if it's just on? That's, that's, oh, that's actually a good, good question. question. I don't know. Probably like like not TNT. See, I was thinking TNT or something. I don't I don't I I don't know if it's a TNT movie. Maybe a TBS, FX. Maybe there's a um, there's a there's a channel like CMT. What is that? Um, I don't know. They have like it's like country music television, but for some reason they always have movies, and there's like the replacements are always on that for some strange reason. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I could see them sneaking in there, Maybe. but. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's one of those movies, like, if it's on, I'm watching it. Yeah. If it's on, I'm watching it. Especially if it's if it's at the scene once they, like, get the college rolling. Once it's, like, past, like, the first, like, you know, 20 minutes of them realizing he Barnaby, Bartleby can't get into college and whatnot. I'm in. Yeah. Like, I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's a fun ride. Um, so, as you said, starring Justin Long, Jonah Hill, Louis Black, Blake Lively. Uh, some good names, and especially Jonah Hill and Blake Lively in the very, very early stages of their careers, two people who have gone on to achieve awesome heights. Uh, and they started in this movie. I think this was Blake Lively's second, first or second movie ever. And yeah. one of the first for Jonah Hill too. Um, Justin Long is one of those guys who it's, 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 he's a really interesting star because I've, I've always liked him. Everything I've seen him in, whether it's this galaxy quest uh live free or die hard like he's really funny and he's clever too he brings like a little not just the right amount of snarkiness he's got a little like subtle wit too yeah Yeah. like he's really good but for some reason he's never really reached the heights that i feel like his talents have have like made us think he could you know like he never really reached the height of a jonah hill or or even a Blake Lively, or just like, I don't know why. And he was in that era of, he kind of came around the perfect time with this movie, as you said, like those bromance comedies, the Judd Apatow scene. Like I could Mm -hmm. totally see him fitting into like those movies in that genre. But for some reason, he never did. I don't know. You know, I I think it's a little bit of like, he's got that average Joe type, and that's a pun intended, I guess, but average (laughs) Joe type, you know, persona to him, where he's just, you know, it's, it's a... I don't want to use the word safe because that yeah that kind of implies he's not doing a lot, but it's it's not a real out there character, and so I think like yeah it's a I think it's an easy casting decision to ever to to put him in, but it's yeah. it's not somewhere where it's not someone who's going to say oh I'll, I'll he's my favorite actor you know just just goddamn hilarious like no he's he's funny he's clever like you said and uh you know a good choice for comedy, but I don't think he's going to stand out really amongst a crowd of like you said the Apatow guys and feral and all of them well we'll never know because they never gave him a shot uh that's true he, he could have but yeah but i don't know always someone i liked um but really good chemistry between justin long and jonah hill in this movie uh, i read that they were actually they were roommates living together in la like in the early 2000s when they were trying to like make it big and acting so that's kind of cool shows their chemistry and uh the so lewis black who's a who's a pretty funny comedian. He's really good. I like his humor. He's kind of aggressively raunchy sometimes. Yeah. Um, this role, I guess, was specifically written for him, which is pretty cool to 
to to see. Um, he's perfect for it. He's Just really perfect. he's he's perfect for it. His character. He's 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 awesome. He's outrageous. Uh, besides that, I don't really have a ton of background research. This is one of those movies where uh, there's not much out there to really discuss about the making of it i just yeah. want to know i just want to know why they needed 23 million for their budget that's something i'd like to know that's a I, I call that actually a fart the fact that they had to spend 23 million on this film is, is, is the definite fart here but yeah you know short wikipedia page for this type of film so not, very not much short short but sweet um adam are you ready to dive into the categories here yeah let's do it all right all right adam favorite scene and accepted nominees winner I love when uh, Monica is asking Bartleby to mow her lawn and he, he thinks that he's like finally got an in with her. And she's like, yeah, I'm just wondering if you could mow my lawn and his face there too. He's just so pissed. I mean, right before when she asked, when she's in the process of asking him, but you're right. When he thinks he's about to get asked to that, like she said, she's having a party or something. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I, I would love to mow my lawn. Yeah. That's great. I love that. So good. Sets the tone, honestly, for for the movie really well. Um, Schrader screaming in the, in the when they walk into the mental institution and the the body falls randomly or whatever. It's great. Um, I love this Schrader's first time at the BKE house. <laughs> hey, Sherman Schrader, I like how he like taps this guy on like the shoulder to get him to turn around <laughs> to introduce himself, and the guy just doesn't do anything. Um, just great moments. Um, I I like when Bartleby starts to wing it, and he's introducing everyone to South Harmon's new technology. Yeah, that's a supposed great to tell one. everyone to go home, and that's like his speech. That's where, I get the chills. Me I too. get the chills from there. That. There are there is a couple moments in this movie where I get chills, and both of them are when Bartleby is giving like an inspirational speech. Yeah, I know your other one, and oh, I'll have course. that coming up. But yeah. Um, how many times do we talk about good montages, but uh, with, oh, with Holiday oh, it's so good. is playing and everyone's filling out their classes, writing in the curriculum whiteboard, and it's just like everything's going smoothly. Like That's such a feel-good moment there. The the big shit party, as I called it, um, you know, well, I guess which turns into the wet t-shirt party (laughs) it's a lot that happens in that scene bartleby finally gets with monica hoyt comes and crashes the party the wet t-shirt party line there's let's there's a that's a pretty dense scene so yeah blitzkrieg bop i mean there's a lot that goes on there yeah um and then the last one i have is i think you were about to talk about it but the accreditation hearing oh yeah it's great and uh I mean, that whole scene. You're robbing these kids of their passion. That's the real crime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You you see his dad? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Gaines. Mr. Gaines. He's so passionate in the background. like, yeah. (laughs) Damn right. (laughs) Damn right. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, you listed all of my favorite scenes. Or sorry, did you say a winner? Oh, um, if you have one, you don't have to have one. I think I'm going to go with Schrader's first time at the BKE house. Oh, nice. It's it's money. I think about her when I'm asked. Yeah. yeah. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) That's really good. Um, so yeah, you, you basically listed all of mine. Um, I don't know. Mine's tough too. So I would say it's a tie between the accreditation hearing and then the, the montage with holiday. And I, one of the reasons why I think this movie is so 
niche for people our age born in the early 90s is because of the music. That's true. I think the music, like tons of like Green Day, Modest Mouse, Citizen Cope, like a ton of the music here, the Hives, were just like kind of alt-rock bands that were big in like 2004. You know, that, 2005. That's a good point, yeah. And there's like a, a little nostalgia factor in there too, watching it like just the other day or something is, you know, you still get the feeling of, of that time with all of that, Honestly, great music. I don't know if there's any song where I'm like... It's really good music. It's yeah. really good. It's awesome. So, yeah, I think that's my favorite scene uh, when they're getting their shit together and you're like, all right, all right. Yeah, all right. starting to really feel it. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> great nice. scenes. Well, well, hey, speaking of music here, I mean, perfect transition. Let's get into the musical. So, take one scene and make it into a musical. So, uh, I kind of put it, the scene when Bartleby... First of all, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm about to go on a rant here. I need your help. So, Bartleby. Yeah. I thought his name was Barnaby for the first, since I saw this movie for the first time up until rewatching it for this podcast. But his name is Bartleby. Yeah. Did you know t- this? Did you know this? Yeah, I want to say, like, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, I'm not, I don't know what his name is. But then, you know, I think eventually I figured it out. Yeah. I think, Bartleby. Because uh, Barnaby is a name. It's like a more common name. I've never heard of anyone in the history of history be named Bartleby. I don't know where they got it or why that is his name. Um, very random. Very random. So, but, you know, I, I, I'm i glad you figured it out now. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple times sneak up on us where you uh, where you say Barnaby or something. If you I'm mispronounce sure the name, happen. I think we'll we'll take a drink or something for it. But... <laughs> So Steve Pink must have known someone named Bartleby and was like, oh, I got to put this in. I got to got to use it. That's, yeah. that's the only I promised him when I was younger, I would put him in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I remember meeting him and being like, what's your name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just needed to clear that out of the air. So uh, for my musical scene, I have Bartleby realizing uh, that he can create a fake college. It's like in that moment when he's sitting in his room at his parents' house and like the camera mm-hmm. zooms in and he has that light bulb moment and then the music kicks in and he starts to create the fake acceptance letter. So he's sitting in his room feeling hopeless and he glances at the fake ID he made and again, it's that light bulb moment. Uh, and, there's, and then he starts to sing, I have an idea, a really crazy idea, but no ordinary idea. Some music, and he's doing some, I don't know what dance moves he's doing, but he's doing something. He's, he's really into it. He's showing that he has an idea. I'll create a college, a really fake college, so my dad is full of cheer. He's doing some more spins. And then it shows Bartleby printing out the fake acceptance letter. And then it shows him presenting to his parents. And then it shows them get in and they all hug and they're dancing. And even his little sister is is kind of pumped, even though she doesn't like him. Yeah. And he gets in and then Bartleby, you know, turns to the audience and he goes, I did it. I really, really did it. No longer am I rejected because I am accepted. (laughs) <laughs> we're going vintage brett musical it's right vintage, there vintage. i love it <laughs> vintage um yeah i think we we get into that scene a bit later too with like the potential farts of it but yes um that is a fun one i'm glad you did that so i took the <laughs> i took the accreditation hearing oh nice um and i you know i don't have a full musical but it kind of starts out with the spoken word and then it, it goes into the musical so uh bartleby is being like 
you know, questioned or interrogated really from the, from the board. And so it starts out with faculty curriculum. Oh, sorry. Damn it. I already, I already fucked it up. Facility curriculum and faculty. Ah, yes, we have all of those, sir. Great. Where's your facility? Right near Harmon, sir. And curriculum. Got that too. (laughs) What about faculty? Dean Lewis. Oh, and the students, sir. Is that it? Just one formal faculty member? Enter the question. And then like you start getting like a little beat going along here. Little little subtle beat. <laughs> no, I will not answer. I think it's pretty clear. I know what you wanna hear. And it's a shame. And you're to blame. You rob these kids of their creativity, their passion, and then it just kinda keeps going. <laughs> Alright, nice. i you know, I feel like you have a strong Hamilton influence in many of your of your musical selections you, with the it, spoken word. It's the spoken word and the pace at which I I kind of I say those words, yeah. But but Hamilton, oh man! I mean, don't get me started on Hamilton. I actually do love that musical. I know, but I, I know you love it. I never saw it. You 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 got to go see it. Lin Manuel actually has a like a movie coming out. Um. It's like a musical movie type of thing. I forget oh. the name of it, but I know I don't. Did it ever? I know he was in a new Mary Poppins. Has that already come out? Was that a while ago? Um, I don't I, know. I don't know. <laughs> Why would anyone call you Barry Poppins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that from? <laughs> Wait. Oh, what is that? It's uh, Meet the Fockers. What? Yeah. So uh, I'm not not ringing a bell. Uh, Gaylord says, well, they don't call me Barry Poppins for nothing. And then, uh, uh, what's his face? Robert Jack, character. Jack, Jack does, yeah, Jack does. Why would I want? And he's like, they wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I think I do remember that. I, I it's starting to kind of come back it's to me. Wow, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, <laughs> well, great musical selections. Uh, moving on to best quote. What do you have, Adam? Um, maybe should we just go back and forth? I can yeah, just sure. say my first one and then yeah, let's go back I don't take all the good ones. But, um, so I've got, yeah, nothing like getting a load off. <laughs> Who says that? Um, it's, uh, it's Bartleby. I think early in the, early in the movie. It's oh, funny. that's funny. Yeah. Um, I'm saying it's fiscally irresponsible for me to go to college. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> What's with the questions, Mr. Trebek? That is dad. <laughs> no, he says that. Bartleby says that when he's at the party and Schrader's dad is oh, like, Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, because he's like, Bartleby, where are you going to college? <laughs> What's with the question? He's trying to yeah. avoid the answer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> What's that? It's one of the most respected schools in the area. That's what that is. <laughs> Man, Justin Long is gold. I know, yeah. he really is. He really is. Um. Hey, I hate my life. I'm a huge tool. <laughs> Have fun being hot. <laughs> oh, it's when he's mowing the lawn. Yeah. What's wrong with saying "Hey, nice tits"? When did that go out the window? <laughs> um, that's really funny. That's actually my next one too. I've oh, got nice. like kind of the longer thing leading up to it, so I'll just say that. But yeah, say it. I'm going off the grid. No more <laughs> franchises. No more Botox. No more. Hey, oh, let's clone another goat. And certainly no more sexual <laughs> harassment lawsuits. What's wrong with saying, hey, nice tits? When did that go out the window? Uh, Mr. Gaines. Ooh, Thundergrip. Grip. 
Oh man, wait, who says who uh, says that? I, I don't remember his name. It's Bar- it's Bartleby's friend, the football player who oh, broke his right, leg. That's right. Oh, well, that's right. When he meets what? him in the dorm. Yes, Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. Um, it is so refreshing to hear someone approach education <laughs> so rationally. Fucking a, <laughs> fucking a. That's that's actually a great scene too that we didn't talk about when, when yeah, they meet right. when they meet the dean. Um, all we're doing is breeding a whole new generation of buyers and sellers, buyers and sellers, pimps and whores, pimps and whores, and indoctrinating <laughs> them into a lifelong hell of debt and indecision. I love when it's like pimps and whores, pimps, pimps and whores. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, Louis Black is so his, good. His uh, rants are are gold. Like his rants are so incredible in this. Yeah, that, that's why that movie was written for him or that yeah. role. Right? That's yeah. perfect. Um, that's right, Lexi. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> we have a category after that named after that quote, basically. Yeah, we do. It's great. It's a G chord. <laughs> I used to play in a tram. I used to play in a cranberry tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The gosh. pool stick. He's yeah. just pool stick. It's a G chord. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that scene is so money. He is so awkward. He's so awkward. The entire oh time. God. It's so good. The the kind of the the evolution of like Jonah Hill's confidence in all of the movies he's in. Like he when you go from this and then to Super Bad and then all the way to things like Moneyball, like he starts in this as like his character is like so insecure and shy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Super Bad where he's like still insecure and kind of shy, but mm-hmm. definitely more confident. I don't know. I feel like that's kinda of, that's that's pretty cool. I've got to even mentioned twenty two jump street, twenty one jump street. It's yeah. just like the evolution of Jonah Hill, his characters go from these like really shy, like, you know, tweeners to these really confident like men so it's kind of cool it's such insecure jonah hill's the best it's incredible it's incredible (laughs) it's incredible um ask me about my wiener (laughs) that's probably i want to say that's like the most identifiable quote with this movie agreed like that image of jonah hill in the hot dog suit saying that is what i definitely think if you know people from our generation who like this movie they'll know where that quote's from Mm -hmm. that's the movie that's the movie poster picture right it definitely is yeah Uh, a lot of anti-semitism but under the rug i like it i like the way you handle your business it's like oh hey thanks (laughs) (laughs) what an idiot (laughs) yeah because isn't he like floyd pambrose floyd pambrose yeah what a weird name our name (laughs) it's so funny um i want to learn how to blow shit up with my mind <laughs> that guy's great yeah. that guy's so fun i love that they end the movie with him too where they, yeah, where they blow up, up the, the guy's car i yeah. told you <laughs> um health insurance my ass they don't pay for shit you get sick on a friday they only pay from monday to thursday you go to dr a they only pay for dr b you break your penis they only fix vaginas <laughs> <laughs> i love that um god those rants um oh, this one. <laughs> oh fuck <clears throat> i'm going to have that <laughs> <laughs> that guy i'm going to have that <laughs> that guy's such a tool there's so many tools in this movie i love so it so many it's so funny every one of the bke guys <laughs> is such a tool and it's amazing oh uh. 
Wow, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to say one from the same guy. <laughs> okay. This party's off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next one. I don't even know if that's the same guy, by the way. I just yeah, assume and, and, it is, and, but okay. Wait, oh, no, it's not the same guy. You're right, you're right. The no, guy I have no goes, idea. The guy who goes, I'm going to have that. <laughs> He's, no, they're, they're two different guys. I fucked that up. I, I'm 100% positive they're two different guys. Okay, they do feel like the same dude, though. That's it's so thing. funny. They feel like the same dude. Um, <clears throat> you look like Carly Simon. <laughs> If I could bang one woman in the world, it would be Carly Simon, and you look like her. You look like her. Um, uh, take your PhD and shove it up your ASS. Nice. Love that one. Um, last one I have is, don't worry, you're young. Your butt can take it. That's great. I, I have two more. Uh, you've got four years. These are the best years of your life, and then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then my winner is... Uh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, we say that all the time. We all say the that, time. We say that one all the fucking time. I don't know why that wasn't on my list. That's so funny. I love his dad more. is so. His is dad's so incredible. Funny. Probably the most. I, I mean, it's subjective, but like the most underrated character in this movie. His, mm-hmm. his dad's not an important character at all, besides the fact that. Well, kind of actually, because the whole point of Bartleby creating South Harmon is to gain the approval of his dad. Yeah, but. Like in terms of like his his dad doesn't have a big presence like on screen or anything, but he's yeah I don't know his da- I love his dad. <laughs> so funny. Um, wow. Okay. So unreal quote section there. We probably could have had it like three times as long, but to keep things moving, we'll go to the camera here. So give me your probably not a ton, but give yeah. me your best shots. Sure. So I, I actually have a couple of pretty good choices. So uh, first one is the the zoom on Bartleby's face when he sees all the newcomers coming to South Harmon, like when he's standing at the front door and the mm-hmm. whole scene where they're like, where he realizes that there's all these people out front. So the camera zooms in on his face and then there's like a bird's eye pan of all the people standing out front. Uh, pretty good shot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my second one and actually my winner is uh, a re- actually a really cool camera shot. It's when Bartleby, is like it's kind of like after that scene when Bartleby's walking around Harmon and he's figuring out what to do and he's like so lost and he is he just has no idea what where to go and he's standing in the halls at Harmon and he's like breaking the fourth wall and he's like looking at the camera and the students are quickly like walking by him and it's in blurred motion yeah uh, and it's almost like you know that's a good metaphor for like his mind is in such a haze in that moment but really cool imagery in, in that in that shot so that's my winner that is really good. That's like the only, um, I think that's like the only moment where I'm like, okay, the the whole crew kind of came together and put together a really nice piece. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like a really say. good camera shot. Yeah. So, yeah. What'd you have? Um, I only have one, and it was just the only action scene, really, of the motorcycle jump into the pool. Nice. You kind of had like the, the motorcycle coming at you a little bit, too, which is fun. So, it's just... You know, again, that's probably where most of the 23 million went was was that shot. But it was I fun. actually I read um, in the in the small amount of research for this movie that was available. I forget his name, but I don't actually know. It probably wasn't the guy in the motorcycle, but one of like the skateboarders that they had riding the half pipe. They actually got a professional skateboarder to like be in that moment mm-hmm. to do like the trick. So maybe they paid him like 10 of the 23 million to make an yeah. appearance. To do, we're going to pay you 10 mil to do a trick on our half pipe and then you could leave. 
That seems um, to fit. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on at a movie farts. This movie's a little gassy. So uh, tell me what you got for your stinkers. I have two. So the first one is how have Bartleby's parents never heard of, quote, one of the most respected schools in the area? <laughs> like it's a local school. Right. Um, and they've never heard of it. That's you like, know. T- like <laughs> 10 minutes away from their house or whatever, or like however far it is. Yeah. They, they should have at least been like, oh, yeah, South Harmon. That sounds familiar. Nope. No. Um, and then the other only other one is is Monica just being so fooled and gonna transfer because of B, uh, because of Bartleby. But she she should be able to figure this one out. A little yeah, bit. yeah, I think so. That's a good one. Um, so, yeah. so I I had a, I had a few. Uh, my first one is so so Dean Lewis is Schrader's uncle Ben. Yeah, his mom. That he's Uncle Ben, by the so, way. Yeah, <laughs> so it's his mom's brother. How do Bartleby? So like Bartleby or Bartleby and Schrader have been best friends since they were in like kindergarten. Since they were five years old. That's even a quote in the movie. And their parents clearly know each other because there's a scene at the barbecue, the Alex Trebek one. <laughs> yeah, Alex Trebek quote. How do Bartleby's parents have no idea that this supposed dean that they're meeting with is? Schrader's mom's brother if they're like families are so close that's a really good point how do they have no idea and they've never even seen a picture of this guy in their lives over the last you know since Bartleby and Schrader were friends since they were five now they're probably 18 over the last over the last 13 years if their families are close which it seems like they are yeah how the hell have they have no idea that this is Schrader's mom's brother that's a that's a really really good point. That's actually that's one of the best farts I think I've heard because <laughs> it just makes I, no like it's very yeah. obvious. Like I just they, they would at least be like at least throw in a line like from his dad from Bartleby's dad being like he looks really familiar. I don't know where I've seen him, but yeah. he's something about that guy. Like I feel like I've I've like seen him somewhere before. Plus, like, with the kind of character that he is, you would have heard about him. Like, you would have, especially, like, lighting shit (laughs) and sitting in his resignation. It's a metaphor. So, I don't, yeah, they they totally would have heard of him. That's that's inexcusable. Yeah, so they needed needed some sort of line about them, like, recognizing him from somewhere. But, all right. So, besides that, um, so they say early in the movie that Bartleby was rejected from eight schools. I want to know why he was rejected from eight schools. They, they, they clearly make it that he was kind of a slacker, and maybe that's enough. But yeah. like, to be rejected from eight schools is, a, is that, that that's pretty that's pretty rough. So, like that to know is, why that is. I yeah, I don't know if it's like a full fledged fart, but at yeah. least like you like, would let's, like to know more. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, like let's at least like see his report card or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, um, or like his SAT scores, something. I do like. I think it's funny when they see that they see Glenn for the first time. He's working at the the convenience gas station or whatever. And he was like saying that he didn't get in. He's like, got boned hard by all, (laughs) all the colleges that I got into. And they're like, why? Like, why? What happened? He's like, some political bullshit. Something about getting a zero on my SAT or something like that. You know, you get 600 points for writing your name on it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like 600. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then I have one more fart. Um, So, Oh no, never mind. I actually think it's answered. But I was gonna say, why does Rory need South Harmon? Because she's been like prepping for Yale her whole life, so she's clearly like brilliant and like good enough, almost good enough to get into Yale. So 
I think she says though she only applied to Yale, so yeah. I, I think that answered the question. Yeah, she didn't have the safety school that she needed. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so yeah, they were my farts, but definitely that that one with Uncle Ben is is my gassy one. No, that's a that's a top three, maybe best fart of all time. Oh, I think wow, that I've nice. heard. Great, great catch. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna need a minute to digest that a little bit. Let's take <laughs> a, a quick break and come back for biggest asshole. This episode of Butterless Popcorn is brought to you by Poop Tent. We all know the best part about working from home is the ability to poop in private. You don't need to worry about the strange sounds your body is making or the smell of the deconstructed burrito the guy next to you is concocting. These are legitimate concerns when pooping at the office. That's why there's Poop Tent. Poop Tent is a soundproof tarp you wrap around the stall just as you're about to take care of business. It is perfectly designed to block out both incoming and outgoing sounds. But in case that's not enough, try the Poop Tent Plus. With the Poop Tent Plus, you're allowed to select a special interior design, so it really does feel like you're at home. To get your Poop Tent or Poop Tent Plus, give them a call and tell them Adam and Brett sent you. You'll never want to go anywhere without it. Poop Tent, the only way to dump. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn. We're talking accepted and it's time to kick off segment two with the biggest asshole, Brett. Who are you going with? This is a fun one. There's a couple. There's a couple pretty big douchebags in this movie. Um, so my nominees were Bartleby's dad. You know, he just wants what's best for his son, but he's he's a hard ass. Maybe a little mm. harder than he needs to be all the time. So he's a nominee. Hoyt Ambrose, just a just a douchey frat bro who wants to impress the dean all the time, and you know, dick to Monica too, cheats on her. So that guy's a dick. But yep. Dean Van Horn, uh, I think it's hands down. Uh, he is just a cruel person. I mean, he's trying to create a park, like in the like a walkway gate in his college yeah. to to improve uh, uh, rejection rates for Harmon <laughs> yeah. College. What an asshole! Yeah, he's a dick. He's a dick. So that's my winner. What about you? Yeah, I'm 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 agreeing with you, Dean Van Horn. My two other nominees were Hoyt Ambrose, and then the dude in the visor who spits in Sherman's drink. Oh yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, wait, 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 so wait. <laughs> that's the guy who goes, "This party's off the hook." I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's not the. I'm going to tap that <laughs> different guy. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But yeah, Dean Van Horn. I mean, what an asshole. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Easy, easy, Dick. He actually, when you know, when we do our next bracket of assholes, I think he's gonna go far. I think he will. He's gonna go far. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a, he's maybe a one seed. I don't know. It's it's possible. We'll have to go through. We're approaching thirty two episodes. I think so. That, That's true. That part two is in store. Uh, all right, Adam. If accepted was placed in the eyes of another character, who would that character be, and how would the plot unfold? It's gotta be Dean Lewis. Ooh, gotta nice. be Dean Lewis. Um, <clears throat> so talk about a guy who's washed up. One of the hottest professors at at Harmon College, taught economics, always had a wait list for his class. Uh, Dean Lewis, who back then was known as Professor Lewis, had like a perfect rating on rate my professors. (laughs) Things were going so well until the new department came head. The new department head came into town. I can't talk. Um, He clashed with the new dean of his college, unable to agree on anything. There were numerous disputes, quirky lectures, sexual harassment complaints were piling up, and so Dean Lewis was placed on leave. Um, but he had to have the last laugh. So what does he do? He takes a big old shit, puts it in a brown bag, and has it delivered right to the new dean, 
which served as his resignation. That's what he'll tell you. He really was fired, though. Um, <laughs> and while he was retired, he pursues what he thinks is his passion, kids' shoes. Uh, long story short, this doesn't go well and is convinced that he needs to work his way back up the ex- the educational food chain and get his career back on track. I like it. The redemption story of Dean Lewis. <laughs> yeah, the redemption story. That's right. I love it. What, what do you He's have? great. Um, so I chose Hoyt Ambrose. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Hoyt's father and grandfather were both the presidents of BKE at Harmon College back in the day. And growing up, Hoyt always saw you know, uh, both their pictures, both of their pictures in, in the BKE house, their, their famous like paddles and their famous awards. And he idolized them growing up and through high school. And he wanted to go to Harmon college and be the next president of BKE. So of course, uh, you know, he goes to Harmon. He even takes on a community service role to become just like the, you know, the good boy around campus. He wants to be the man, but the good boy. So rushes BKE immediately gets in, and by his sophomore year, he's ready. The, he's already the president. He's the man. Uh, he got the girl of his dreams. He has great grades. You know, Mr. Prez, what could go wrong? But one day, Dean Van Horn, the evil dean calls Hoyt in and asks him for a favor to acquire all the properties around campus so he can make a new walkway. You know, Hoyt, Hoyt's a good guy. You know, he's, he's, he's growing in popularity and growing in power at the fraternity. So he's getting a little, little cockier than he definitely was back in the day, but he, but he still has okay intentions. Um, so when Hoyt finds, he doesn't really want to do this, but he's got to do it for Dean Van Horn to gain the respect of the Dean because that's the the college. So, Hoyt's just checking out all the surrounding properties, and he finds out that a few no-good, a few hoodlums have posted up at the old asylum, <laughs> and he knows that something is fishy. The hoodlums are, are being quite rude to him, actually, and in Hoyt's very generous efforts to ask them if, if he can buy out their property and why they're in a, a, a vacant property that's been vacant for years. So he's got to get to the bottom of it, and he wants to. And he, and guy, he's got to win this case, but not only for the dean and for Harmon, but to make his father and his grandfather proud as the true president of BKE. Nice, the the life of Hoyt and his his quest to become relevant and have his own legacy, if you will. That's right. Another, by the way, another bizarre name, Hoyt. H O Y T. Another yeah. name I've never heard of, Bartleby and Hoyt. Yeah, that's the vil- that though that's the protagonist and the hero and the villain of this movie. Yeah, or Trent. Yeah, Trent. Trent. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, another kind of like subtle fart as you're going through that is like this is a big deal to Dean Van Horn. So why does he put like a college kid in charge of like acquiring the property? Yeah, I know that it's got to be someone who works for the university. You would that. think, yeah, right, or at least like to to work with Hoyt or something, you know. But like he's just giving it all to Hoyt and he's like, hey man. <laughs> go buy up this property figure it out yeah that, that, that's pretty absurd that's a great call out right there that's a, um, that's a pretty big fart yeah it's a de- i mean it's nothing like the fart yet earlier but i'll take it i mean it's um, pretty good so yeah that does i like sense. it though so all right moving on which actor or actress would you like to see replace one of the stars in this film uh so i have our man james rebhorn replacing anthony harold as dean van horn anthony Field, <laughs> excuse me uh i could totally see it james rebhorn is a great dick yeah, he's a dick. He could be a great <laughs> dick. So I, so I, I think I've mentioned this on the pod a few times. The movie Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
James Rebhorn actually plays the dean of students at um, at a at like a prestigious boarding school, and he's a dick. And um, kind of seeing that character replacing Anthony Heald as Dean Van Horn, I think could work really well. Yeah, he's got this arrogance and aura around him where you think he would be really good at just bossing kids and and parents around like that's him yeah you are out of order mr gaines <laughs> could totally see it could totally see it oh i so, love it um what about you so i said replacing mark derwin who plays jack gaines one of our one of our favorite <laughs> characters um i'm going jk simmons yes and, and so yes! i love that yes yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like you know i love you man i'm thinking spider-man jk simmons like he's he's a tough like hard-nosed kind of guy but he's so funny and yeah. he's just like yeah he'd bring a he'd bring a little bit more color to the role i oh, think yeah, exactly. but you know Th- not overshadow a, that, that's a good call because um uh yeah mark derwin you said he he's not funny at all i mean like <laughs> there's unintentional comedy in our eyes with him but like his character doesn't have any lines that are supposed to be funny he doesn't yeah. have any humor in his tone like nothing he's just like dry and cut cut into cut and chase to the point J.K. Simmons, that's a great choice because you're right. He could be a hard ass and like a tough guy, but he's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great pick. Got the bush of a 40-year-old Serbian. <laughs> that's oh, a great I choice. That. I love that. Um, all right, Adam. I- I'm very excited for this next question. Uh, do you think Accepted would be better or worse with Paul Rudd in it? Nice. Sticking with the I love you, man theme here. So, um, you know, J.K. Simmons right to Paul Rudd. I think it's better. I, I think, um, you know, I have him playing just like some normal dude that goes to South Harmon Institute of Technology. We were led to believe that he's like way too old and actually got his degree from somewhere else. But for some reason, he's just <laughs> attending this school. Um, we never find out why he's there. Like never. But he, he shows up randomly for all the biggest moments of the film. Um he just becomes like great friends with the gang. No one, no one really ever asks why he's there. He's just there, and just like Paul Rudd, he's just like a fun guy. Everyone's like, "All right, this guy's this guy's awesome. This guy fucks." Okay, <laughs> I like it. I, I also agree. This movie would be better with Paul Rudd in it, obviously, because he's Paul Rudd. Yeah, uh, I think he would be Glenn. Okay, I like him yeah. as Glenn. Yeah, like Adam Hirschman, the guy who plays Glenn, is really funny. Um. I don't know. I could just see Paul Rudd being better at it. But one of the one of the great things about Paul Rudd is that it doesn't matter. Like he could be this the leading role of a movie. We've seen it. But he's mm-hmm. also so good as a side character who yeah. only gets like maybe twenty minutes of screen time. You know, yeah. he's so good as those guys. So uh, what's his name? In in forgetting Sir Jessica Marshall, what's his name in that movie? Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's Kunu. Kunu. So Kunu. So Kunu in forgetting Sarah Marshall is kind of like this. You know, this dumb-witted, like, kind of chill bra kind of guy. Yeah. That's kind of what Glenn is, in a way. So if he brings, like, that similar type of vibe to Glenn, I think that would be really funny. That's a that's a good point. He, his comedic range is off the charts, honestly, yeah. between being, like, an awkward, uncomfortable guy to just a complete idiot to, yeah. like, you know, a reckless asshole. Yeah, he fits all those. I think that'd be really good. I think... um yeah, he's in it the perfect amount. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. He's not, it's not too much, but it's just enough where he comes on screen and he kind of steals the scene. Like even Adam Hirschman, Glenn kind of steals the scene when he's in it every time. Cause his character is so different than everyone else. And he's so dumb. You just are like, Oh my God, this guy. But mm-hmm. I think Paul Rudd could do that as well. So that's Paul good. Rudd he could probably fun. cook too. Maybe he could cook. That's fine. I'm sure he could. What does he say towards the end? He's when it actually shows him thriving, he's like, Shamo, we need another one. Yeah. We're going kosher. Shamo is what Schrader says when he's like teaching a class on skepticism 101. Shamo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh my god! Yes. Oh, no, so Glenn goes. Glenn goes. Uh, we're doing. We need a turkey. We're going kosher. Yeah, we need like a that. rabbi to bless this turkey. Yes, so we're going you, kosher. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's great. Wow. Oh, uh, that's so funny. Well, speaking of that question, let's just hop into the trivia here. So I, I have a bunch of questions. Um, maybe just switch off. Yeah, let's switch. One on one. Um, all right, I'll start off with my first one. Uh, why did Glenn get fired from the convenience store? I had this one too because he he made a shrimp slushie. <laughs> yeah, so I was hungry and thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Um, what state does this movie take place in? Oh, shit. Um, I feel like it's like East Coast. Um, at Pennsylvania. It's Ohio. Oh, okay. I was close. They border. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, sticking with Glenn on my end, what's what's his ex girlfriend's name? Oh God, you <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. um, I I don't remember. I have no idea. It's Sarah Helfand. Sarah Helfand. Hey, it's Sarah Helfand. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, why does Lizzie Bartleby's little sister want a fake ID? So she can vote. Yep. Which, which always reminds me, I always get like tripped up with that because it's uh, the Breakfast Club. I know that's one. That's yeah. one of the best moments from the Breakfast Club too. <laughs> yeah. Shake a vote. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, have we done that movie? We should Sur- do that. Surprisingly, movie. no. I don't know why we haven't. That's, that's a movie like we both of, love. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Do you remember? Do you remember when we were watching yes. Breakfast Club and yes. my parent? And my, yes, and it was like the date that that brian and breakfast club says in the opening like monologue and it was that day that is so bizarre you remember yeah. that? yeah yeah i did we shit ourselves and then we we paused it and rewind we did this with a lot of movies but i forgot what the scene was but oh, it was brian's face it's when he's flicking the piece of paper to make the goal post yeah oh my god it was it was emilio estevez's face he flick <laughs> he flicks the piece of paper through and he goes yeah that's he so like, right. scrunches his face yeah Oh, we have. Let's do that movie next. Yeah, we got to do that. One hundred percent. Yeah, let's That's do really that. That's really funny. Um, all right, back to accepting yeah. here. Um, what is Hoyt Amp? Or did you did you ask me your second question? I don't even remember. Yeah, about the voting. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's right. We got to oh, do no. that. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, what is Hoyt Ambrose's position? Like with the with Dean Van Horn. Like, what's his actual title? Oh, is he the like? He's like the director of community outreach. I'll, I'll give it to you. He's chairman of the student community outreach committee. Yeah. Okay. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. I'll ta- nice. Yeah. I'll take a W on that. Um, oh, I shouldn't have said this one earlier, but at what age did Bartleby and Schrader become best friends? Did you say five? Yeah. Five years old? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't have gotten that, but I just remember you saying yeah. it. Um, other than the fake ID, what does Lizzie bribe Bartleby for? Oh, shit. 
oh man, this is when she finds out that it's a hoax. Um, yeah. And it's actually really funny what she asks for, like in, in hindsight or in retrospect. Oh my God. She's like, I, good thing I have mom on speed dial. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What does she want? She wants, doesn't she want like $10,000? No, this is something a lot simpler. Oh God. I don't remember. Uh, a razor scooter <laughs> oh that's hilarious yeah so funny oh man shit i totally forgot about that um i have no more trivia questions okay i got two more one of them it's impossible but i'm gonna ask it anyway how All long right. has bke survived because oh, i remember jonah hill saying this <laughs> yes <laughs> they're like schrader how long has been blah 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 Something, something years, sir. Something like that. It's like yeah. 123 years. Well, pretty close. 153. Oh, not, not, not bad. Okay. Not bad. Um, and the last one, I love this, is who did Monica make out with in high school that Bartleby was jealous of? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, it's like Pete the Gooch something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Pete the Gooch Moocher. No, Pete the Gooch Goocher. It's Pete the Gooch Goochman. Yeah. Yeah, close. (laughs) By the way, Uh, another movie fart. I know he created the college, but his bedroom is the most absurd thing ever. It's awesome. Like if I'm if I'm one of the students there and I see his bedroom, like why the fuck is this your room, man? (laughs) Wait, wait. You can do with what as you want. He's just more creative than other people. I guess. And and to be fair, we haven't seen anyone else's bedroom there. That's could be just as awesome. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that room is absurd. Um, The clap on disco ball, all of that. It's like the nicest studio apartment of all time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Oh, the Gooch Goochman. That's great. (laughs) I love that. Um, Any other trivia questions, Adam? No, that's it for me. All right. Well, we're rolling through. Let's take a quick break before we dive into our final segment. This episode of Butterless Popcorn is brought to you by Quick Sticks. Don't you hate it when you're running into a store for a fast visit, but you can't find any parking besides tow zones and handicap spots? With Quick Sticks, you can use these restricted parking spots and know that your car will be okay. Running into the dry cleaners and parking in the corner bus stop? No biggie. By placing your quick stick sticker on your windshield during this run-in, you'll remain parking ticket and tow-free. The only rule is that you must be gone from that spot within six minutes. Order your quick stick now at quickstickusers.com and use the promo code BPOPCORNPOD for 30% off on your first purchase. That's B, the first letter of my first name, followed by POPCORNPOD. Quick Sticks, the quickest way to park. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn, diving into our final segment here. Uh, Next category is Plot What Ifs. Adam, what do you have? So this one's interesting. What if South Harmon Institute of Technology was not granted a one-year probationary period? So my my question basically is, would Bartleby's parents still be proud of him him for what he did? Because you have his dad going, yeah. <laughs> so like this is dad basic. Because in that moment, his dad is like, my son's onto something. So, right. So if Bartleby doesn't win, does that automatically get deleted? That's a great question. It's like, you're um, a loser again, Bartleby. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, all right, well, I'll just say this. because So my what if goes really hand in hand with this because it's very similar. So my what if is what if Schrader doesn't apply South Harmon for accreditation? So there's no board meeting at all. So this kind of goes hand in hand. Or so, okay, I'll answer yours first, but the answers might relate. I'm going to say... I'm going to say they, his parents are still somewhat proud of him because after seeing how passionate he was about it and after seeing his son, his, their son state his case, and in that moment where his dad goes, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great moment. Um, I think they walk away from there being like, hey, listen, Barnaby, like, you know, like you still got to figure shit out, but, you know, we're, we're proud of you for standing up for yourself. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that honestly, that one subtle moment that you brought up when his dad starts to like get on yeah. board with it, that, that yeah, might be the, the convincing moment. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I guess mine was kind of different then. So what if Schrader doesn't apply for the accreditation? Does, does, does Bartleby just go to prison? Like what happens? That's a good question. I feel like he should. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in terms of sticking with the parents, like they would be pissed. Oh, so pissed. <laughs> um, everyone continues to be pissed. Yeah, I, I think he and I he probably does end up going to some community college down the road, but yeah, I I think he goes to prison. Damn. It's crazy. Bartleby. Yeah. Eight, 18, going to prison. Yikes. Oh, that's what happens, man. I know when you make up a college and you take a bunch of people's <laughs> money. By the way, what is we never find out like when all those people give him money, is that like how he's financing like the half pipe and all those other things? Or like yeah, what is he actually doing with all that money? Well, uh, Schrader set up the bank account. Right. And yeah, I think he's just, I mean, if you think about it, there's no athletics program, like right. actual athletics program. There's no faculty. What do you need to pay that tuition for? Like just to maintain a facility. But other than that, like there's really not that much like woodworking supplies, I guess. Yeah. Like <laughs> He must have used some of that money to Bartleby to deck out his room. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a legitimate case for embezzlement for oh, sure. God, this guy is a criminal. <laughs> I mean, Dean Van Horn has that one thing when he says, "And you're a criminal." Yeah, he is, he is a criminal. He really, legitimately, is a criminal. I know Bartleby has the inspirational moment by saying, "No, you're the criminal because you robbed <laughs> these kids of the creativity and their passion." Yeah. But, but like, you know what, Bartleby? <laughs> <laughs> but Bartleby really is a criminal. He should go to prison. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, That's yeah, awesome. Jesus. That's great. All right. Let's let's move on here. So if you could redo the movie in a completely different genre, what genre would you choose? Uh, so I chose a 13th century war drama. Um, Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Does that exist anywhere? I don't know. Well, isn't like Game of Thrones kind of like 13th century time? Yeah, you want like a gladiator? I want like, of, a, of... like a like a Game of Thrones gladiator kind of like timeline thing. Okay, proceed. Um, okay. So so the so the 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 people of Harmon College have conquered their land and aren't going anywhere. King Van Horn reigns on the throne. <laughs> That is, and King Van Horn gives his his fellow or his trusty Mister Hoyt an assignment to take charge of all the other areas surrounding Harmon. That is until the raggedy filth from South Harmon refuse to leave, and they take their stand. Sir Hoyt then presents a proposal: either leave or die at the hands of the Harmon people. Young Bartleby, who leads the South Harmon folk, 
refuses the proposal, and the two sides prepare for battle. The film climaxes when Harmon and South Harmon fight to the death in the quad of South <laughs> Harmon Institute of Technology. And in the end, young Bartleby and his soldiers have conquered. And not only is South Harmon theirs, but they take over Harmon as well. And Dean Van Horn is slayed at the throat in front of all the people of South Harmon. <laughs> that actually ended up going a lot better than I was expecting. I, all right. I really, <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> um, that's so funny. <laughs> what do you have here? Um, not 13th century. I have just a horror. So a group of friends decide that they want to throw the biggest party their town has ever seen. They have the booze. They have the music. They have the girls. <laughs> but the one thing that they're missing, a sick venue. <laughs> so one of them hears through the grapevine that an abandoned mental hospital hasn't been used in years. So they decide to clear it out one Saturday and throw the party that night. The only problem? The hospital wasn't completely cleared. There are still some patients there who have been there for decades. Some of them are safe. They're harmless. But others have committed hyenas crimes mid-party high school seniors are murdered one by one through some of these crazy dangerous mental patients oh so the mental yeah. so the so the the tenant not the tenants but the people in the asylum are there yeah some of them are still there oh god are they like ghosts slash zombies or are they just still there no they're real people they just so it's probably some back wing that they didn't clear out. They didn't realize. And oh, so uh, they're that looking for blood. Di- that's fucking disturbing. That's awesome. Yeah. You could probably put it in the 13th century, too, if you really wanted to. And just maybe I don't see know what, if there see were, what happens. I don't know if there were insane asylums in the 13th century, though. Maybe not. That's, that's they, a good they, that'd they be would a fart. Ju- <laughs> if someone if some unfortunately during that time, if someone was qualified to be an insane asylum, they just probably killed them. Yeah. Just killed yeah yeah yeah. so So, i like that (laughs) um moving on to mount rushmore adam does accepted make the mount rushmore uh for anyone involved with the film i think we'll have some good answers here yeah uh 100 i guess i'll start with uh blake lively like you said you know kind of the first real film of her career that uh and she she was great she was a really good complimentary piece i think to she is is really good in this movie i like her a lot in this yeah she's like the down-to-earth uh you know compliment to bartleby in a way who's just so all over all over the place so uh yeah i said yeah i really like her yeah I, i i agree she's good uh she so i know she was in she was like a big piece in the series of the sisterhood of traveling pants which i haven't seen but that's pretty popular uh, she's so good. Have you seen The Town with Ben Affleck? I never did, no. Oh, man, that movie is awesome. And she's really good in that. She plays like his his ex-girlfriend who has a drug problem and a, and she's a single parent and like a really intense role. Um, she's awesome in that movie. And I know she was in The Green Lantern with her hubby, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, but again, she's good in this. And for such an early role, uh, well done by Blake Lively. So, yeah. I am going to go with Steve Pink, the director. Uh, I said yes. So I've seen a few other, other of his movies like Rose Point Blank, High Fidelity, and Hot Tub Time Machine, as I said. And those ironically all star John Cusack, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, those are good. I think Accepted is the best out of all of those. Uh, really well done by, by Steve Pink. So yes. Nice. Um, yeah, I agree with you. 
like not the not the largest uh resume but you got to throw it on there um next one for me i'm going with lewis black nice um and i i said yes um you know he's like you said he's a comedian i i don't know what other films honestly i'd really throw on there i don't know Um, much about his his filmography either yeah, so that's that's an easy yes for me. Yeah, I mean when I see when I see a picture of Lewis Black, I think about his role in this movie. Yeah. So that's kind of an answer. Like if you know, do you think about this movie when you see this person? Is like right. yes, it's in it. No, not. So that's a good one. Uh I'm gonna go with Anthony Heald, uh, who plays Dean Van Horn. Uh I said yes. So he plays a really similar role in like all of his movies. And actually since this movie, he's only been in like one other movie, so his career has kind of stopped. Um, but he's in, he's really good in Silence of the Lambs and A Time to Kill with Matt McConaughey and Samuel Jackson. And in in all three of them, he plays a super similar character. So in those two, he's like a a, a doctor at a psychiatric ward, um, and he is just like really pretentious, thinks whatever he says is is hot shit, um, thinks his shit smells like roses, and he's like that in this movie too. Uh, so but yeah, saying yes for Anthony Heald. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen much of him at all, but 100% agree. Um, my next one, I'm just going to jump to it, but um, Jonah Hill. Um, this one, I think, might have some kind of debate. I think you could put an argument for either way, but um, it, to me, honestly, it, it's a yes. So, you know, we, we've talked about it a couple times in this pod, but his springboard moment you know, you could argue whether it's super bad or whether it's accepted, but you know, I think accepted was was what first got me thinking. Okay, this guy is funny, and then super bad. When I saw that, I was like, okay, confirmed. This guy's fucking hilarious. I love this guy. Um, but I put yes. I put accepted. Super bad. Um, Moneyball. Really like his range getting into Moneyball. Um, and it was really tough. I, I It's like I have five here, but I couldn't decide between 21 Jump Street because he's so funny um, or Wolf of Wall Street, which is a movie I don't love, but his range is fantastic. And I like the the breadth of portfolio there. Yeah. So I, I, I also agree. Well, so actually, so so you ultimately ultimately said yes for Jonah Hill. Yeah. OK, so I'm saying no. Uh, and he's my one no on the list. But it's a, it's an argument. Um, if we're going subjective, like, you know, is is accept, is accepted one of my favorite Jonah Hill performances? Absolutely, it is. I think he's hilarious in this movie, and I totally agree with your point that it was like a you know definitely a, a launch pad for his career. First of all, as a comic, as a comedic actor, um, but so I had Super Bad, Moneyball, Twenty Jump Street, and I went with Wolf of Wall Street just because, you know, kind of like with I think with Moneyball. Uh, Moneyball was before Wolf of Wall Street, I believe. I think so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Moneyball, I think, was, and I, we've talked about this before, especially on the Moneyball podcast, that was like his moment where people really took him seriously in what he could do. And the Wolf of Wall Street, I think, just builds on that even more. I mean, I, I don't, you know, as a, as a really big Martin Scorsese fan, Wolf of Wall Street is not one of my favorites either. But he's really, he's really good in that movie. Um, so I, I just think when looking back on his legacy, his legacy, um, <laughs> that he's that people are going to recognize his performance in Wolf of Wall Street more than accepted. Again, accepted slides under the rug. It has for the last 15 years. Yeah. 
Um, so I think that, and then 21 jump street, he's just awesome. Like just, just, just all around performance. He is just really, really good using all of his talents. He's funny. He like, he kind of blends his early stuff with like what he shows he can do with his later stuff in 21 jump street. So, so Joan Hill's great. I say no with accepted, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I think, so I think if you, if you look at it, like the body of work, you're watching four movies, no context of like career necessarily then i yeah. agree i think this is four best right, roles so right. it's hard uh, it's hard to do mount rushmore from an objective standpoint you know because we love the accepted so much and like yeah. do I, is accepted do i like more accepted than wolf of wall street i do um so it's it's hard to separate the two but fair yeah and then we got one more uh justin long i know we had the conversation about him him earlier uh, when we kicked off the podcast but i say i say yes uh, he's been in a handful of movies that I really like. So this, he's so funny in Dodgeball. He's so funny in Galaxy Quest. He's really funny in Live Fear Die Hard. He's really good in He's Just Not That Into You also. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, there he's go. really good in that. So I took out Live Fear Die Hard and I kept the other four. So yeah, he's great. Again, he's just one of those people like he just, he never really reached the potential of what he showed during this this period that he could do. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I put yes for Justin Long. Um, I'd actually put this as like his number one. I think, you know, he's, he's the main character and yeah, it's, he makes the movie. It's fantastic. Um, dodgeball. He's just not into you and drag me to hell is is a fun movie. Yeah. I think I, I might've brought this up before to you, but highly recommend watching it. It's, it's a fun one. Um, if you like kind of like a dark comedy satirical, uh, horror film, if you will, it's, it's fun to follow along. He's great in that. So, yeah, you know, not like the the most uh, impressive range of acting experience, I'd say for him. But uh, I have fun every time I watch one of his films. So. Me, me too. He's one of those guys when if I see he's in a movie or if he's in a show, I am more interested in watching it or in going to see it in theaters. Like 100%. He's one of those guys that just like I you, you kind of know what you're going to get from him when he's in a movie, but he's good. And yeah. like and like that character that he plays is good and it's funny and like it's captivating. So I he's, just he's the I, Tim Duncan of comedy, man. I mean, oh, just I, like, I don't I don't know if I'd, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say he's on the level of Timmy D, but I get where you're going. I I, I understand what, what the, the point you're trying to make. Okay, so he puts up like a you know fourteen and nine every game. I'd maybe know? say he's more like a Bruce Bowen. Okay, instead of a Tim Duncan, where he's oh. like Bruce Bowen, all defense every year, but didn't really do much else. <laughs> But like every game, he was reliable, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know what you're getting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love it. All right. Well, I've been waiting all episode to, to ask this question to you, Brett. But what is this movie's legacy? Legacy. A couple things. So one, uh, and I think first and foremost, uh, you know, just to create a college premise. It's really cool. It's pretty unique. Uh, it's, it's, it's simple, but at the same time, we've never seen it done before. Uh, there was a, a remake of it. Uh, what was it called? Um, F A L T U. I forgot what it stands for. But a Bali, like a, a Bollywood remake of this happened. Um, just to kind of capitalize on the success, or not maybe not success because it didn't grow so much. <laughs> but the but the cult popularity, I'd yeah. say. So that premise, I think, ages, you know, has ages really well and is a cool legacy to leave behind. Like when people talk about Accepted, it's like, oh, it's the movie where they create a college. Boom, everybody knows. Yeah. It. So yeah, yeah. there's that. And then honestly, the music for me. The soundtrack is so awesome, and that that's also kind of what gives it like a cult-like status. Uh, and then it's that really affirms that it's for a very specific audience. 
Like, I don't think people in their mid thirties, even right now, probably enjoy this movie very much. Maybe not even know much about it. And then people younger than us don't know this movie at all. I would bet. Yeah. So it's it's really for that niche audience. See, it's it's interesting. I agree with you. I think there's a cult aspect to it, but. I think the distinction is it's not necessarily cult in terms of like um, gender or like, you know, views, right? It's more just like age, you know, yeah. it's just that like that specific age group that you just mentioned. Um, but like, I think if you across the board, you know, no matter who you talk to, that's that's our age, let's say. I think they seen this movie. They like the movie. They respect the movie, you know, so it's um, that's interesting. But I. I think it's one of those films also you could watch it a hundred times, never get sick of it. I think so too. Like it's, it's, you know, to your point earlier about the TV station, it'd be on it. It's not on TV really that much. So you never right. get sick of it. Cause it's, it's not overplayed. It's just like, it's the perfect amount. You know, you can maybe get it on a streaming service or it's a, occasionally on like an HBO or something, but it's great. Um, so I like that. And then we kind of just touched on this, but Jonah Hill's welcome party. Yeah. Um, you know, this is where he, he's really, started to to catch the eyes of some as really kind of like this this chubby insecure guy who like you said is has molded into like a a really good actor but you know at the time you're like this guy's funny this guy's this guy's really funny i could yeah. i could watch something else with him and then you know he just kind of snowballed into to quite the career for him so i'll give him that right on 100% couldn't agree more <laughs> couldn't agree more uh except it is yeah, it's a movie that I will just enjoy watching whenever it's on. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. So yeah, we'll, we'll see when it's on next. I don't know. We'll see when we'll it's see. on. I, we'll I have mean, to keep track of what channel it does come on when it does hit the hit the TV network. So, so you're much better with like following with what's on cable than I am because I just got a new cable, just got a cable plan for the first time in years, and still don't really watch the like what's on TV. So let me know when you spot it. I will. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna pop up one of these days. It's gonna it's gonna pop up like tomorrow, and we're gonna be like, holy shit. <laughs> Maybe I'm really trying to think like not Comedy Central, not AMC. Uh, like maybe MTV. I don't know. Is VH1 yeah. still a thing? I'd it could be VH1. something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe MTV. I guess maybe TNT. I don't know. Maybe TBS. Um, not FX. Yeah, I don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. It, it it it's either gonna pop up like tomorrow or like nine years from now, and be like, yeah. wait a minute, weren't we once talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Well, if you see it, send me a screenshot. Will do. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Go watch Accepted. It's a really funny movie. Until then, take care.